All right, just want to welcome everybody back. Uh, my name is Mike Racinto, and I have a special guest. Uh, this is Coach Jason Handy from Winslow Township High School. Why don't you uh, say hello to our uh, audience today? How you doing, everyone? Uh, like Mike uh, Racinto said, you know, Coach Handy uh, from Winslow High School. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So uh, this podcast is called Inside Look, uh, South Jersey Girls Basketball. And uh, we started it in the springtime. And actually, uh, you were one of my guys um, that kind of inspired me because we were always like, you know, you know, corresponding back and forth. And, um, you know, when COVID hit, there was just like a need and uh, obviously a void because there was nothing going on. There was no sports. There was no nothing. Right. So I said, let's get to know some players and let's uh, let's put South Jersey on the map. So, uh, like I said, you're one of the, my inspirations. So I get, I get to finally talk to you. I can't wait till we meet in person because we can have, uh, you know, some you know, lunch together or something like that. Appreciate and, that. Uh, no, that would be fantastic. So I want to just get started, and uh, let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, I think that you know, if people can get an idea of you know who you are and, and what you're about, you know they'll better understand your coaching style and, and your program. So we're going to get started. So where did you grow up? Uh, Camden, New Jersey. Um, pretty much born and raised there for, um, I would say, halfway through my life. Right before um, high school, my mom had got a job um, down at Kennedy and Stratford. She wasn't too fond of the commute back and forth from there to Camden. So um, we moved down this area to the Pine Hill, Linda Wall area. Um, so I ended up going to school at Overbrook and graduating from Overbrook in 2004. That's great. So what did you, uh, what was like the adjustment like moving from Camden to the suburbs, you know? It was different, um, you know, cause I, I there, you, you know, one thing that I didn't really have to adjust much to was walking. Um, cause there, when I played football, you know, we walked to practice and, you know, it was a mile and a half or so walk just to practice, whether it was for football, basketball, or baseball. So, you know, coming down here, you know, people are like, Oh, how you getting there? I'm like, Oh, I walk. And everybody's like, Oh, you're crazy. Get your parents to take you. So, you know, that was an adjustment. Cause I'm like my parents, that's not what I'm accustomed to doing. I'm used to just, you know, walking and traveling and getting to place on my own. So that adjustment was a little different because, you know, you meet some friends and their parents are dropping them all from around the corner to the Wawa or something like that, where I'm like, no, I walk, you know? So that was, that was a different adjustment. Cause again, you know, I'm moving from the city to the suburbs, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm used to walking. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, you know, what sports did you play when you were growing up and, and in high school? Yeah. Um, so growing up, it was mainly football and baseball. Uh, and basketball in our area. Um, I played for the Centerville Simbas uh, growing up. Uh, played for Whitman Park, their baseball organization. And and basketball, you know, it was mostly just outside um, pickup games uh, in the city. Um, then when I moved down to um, this area, you know, at Overbrook, played mainly football, baseball, and basketball. Did track for a year, my freshman year wasn't too fond of it. So, you know, pretty much stuck with baseball. Okay. So uh, where'd you go to college? Uh, I had the opportunity to um, attend Fairleigh Dickinson. Didn't uh, take that opportunity uh, based on some injuries I had uh, coming out of high school. So I ended up um, going to Grand King University where I earned a master's degree in history and secondary education. Wow. That's fantastic. That's great to hear. I mean, you know, those injuries come up and, you know, it makes you, you know, kind of rethink your life and your path. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like growing up, all you could think about was sports. Right. And, 
uh, once you got that injury, it's like, Mount, what do I do now? You have to almost reinvent yourself. Right. So um, you went to Grand Canyon. Now you became a teacher. And uh, tell us about how you got started at Winslow High School. So um, started at Winslow, uh, I want to say three years ago, uh, four years ago, really. Uh, we had a football coach, uh, Kemp Carr. Um, he was head football coach at Winslow and I uh, was on the staff with him and he was like, yeah, we got to get you in the building. We got to get you in the building. Um, so he found a way to get me in um, working in the special ed department in the um, MD classrooms, which I love, by the way. <laughs> um, so, you know, got in there, was working there. And at the time um, I wasn't coaching basketball. There I was actually coaching basketball at Paul six. Um, under Lisa Steele. So, you know, that was, you know, a great opportunity. And, you know, Winslow, that position opened, the AD came and talked to me. Um, and, you know, we made an agreement and, you know, I took over the job at Winslow. That's fantastic. That's great. So, you know, tell us how long did you actually coach at Paul Six? So I was at Paul Six for three seasons. Um uh, Coach Dill and I, you know, we grew up together. We knew each other from high school. Um, and when previously, um, prior to that, I was at Overbrook for 10 seasons um, with Coach James Puderbach, um, you know, who's my mentor as well. And, you know, some things happened where I didn't get the job there, where, you know, a lot of – everyone really thought that I was going to be a shoo-in for the position. Um, and they decided to go in a different direction, which, you know, I understood um, – so, you know, I pretty much, you know, said, hey, you know, I'm available, um, looking to coach anywhere. And uh, Coach Dale and I ended up talking at a football game, ironically. And um, she was she stated she was looking for an assistant at the time. So we had talked some more. We met and I ended up accepting a position with her um, for three seasons. And then, you know, that led me to taking a job at Winslow. That's great. So how long have you actually been coaching? Uh, this is actually my 15th season. So I'm going into my 15th season coaching girls basketball. Um, this upcoming fall will be my ninth season coaching football. At the high well, can you talk about like how you got started and you made the transition from being a player athlete now going to mentoring and coaching players? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, you know, I had, you know, battled some injuries uh, my senior year. Then after my senior year, um, so I really had first year of freshman, uh, freshman year of college. And my mentor, you know, James Puderbach, he and I talked and, um, you know, he's like, hey, come volunteer, help out, you know, with the girls program. So I started doing that and, you know, I showed up to the games. I just took mostly the stats and kind of just sat and, you know, learned under him for, you know, like the first five years of coaching. And the last five years um, is really where I've, you know, started to get my feet wet with everything and, you know, really coaching more at the JV level and then helping out the varsity level. It's like my last year at Overbrook, um, you know, he really like, you know, he really put a lot on my plate to allow me to, um, you know, really take that major step into becoming a head coach. Wow. That's fantastic. I mean, I love how you, um, you refer to him as your mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really strongly firmly believe that I wish that our youth had more mentors Right. Um, somebody that would pull us, you know, pull us along and, you know, show us, guide us and help us because, you know, we're learning on the fly. Uh, sometimes we make good decisions and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we're not sure what to do. It would be really nice to have, 
know, that trusted person. And sometimes it doesn't have to be your parents, you know, mm -hmm. somebody you trust and you believe in and say, hey, hey, coach, you know, what do you think about this? You know, I, I really trust your opinion. I know you care about, you know, me and my success. You know, what do you think? And then, you know, they help you and they show you and they guide you and they kind of mold you. And you really, you know, really owe a lot of your development to the people that, you know, really spend time in your life and really work in it. So that's fantastic. So do you guys uh, still keep in contact? Every day. <laughs> Actually, I uh, was on the phone with him yesterday for about, uh, I'll say a half an hour right before um, we had our little inner squad scrimmage. Um, so, yeah, we talk every day and, you know, it's about basketball. It's about leadership. It's a lot of different things we discuss. Um, so anytime, like, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I need to talk to somebody about, you know, he's the first person I pick up the phone and call. That's fantastic. That like really just makes me like just so happy just hearing that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about your coaching philosophy. So my philosophy, uh, you know, I'm family, you know, that's one of my biggest things is family. Um, and, you know, I give tough love with the kids, you know, you know, a lot of, some people are like, oh, my God, he yells so much. And he always yelling at the kids. But, you know, my girls will tell you, you know, yeah, he may get on us, but, you know, he loves us at the same time. You know, like we did a film session uh, today pretty much talking about, um, you know, our little inner squad scrimmage yesterday. And, you know, like we'll I'll see something, a coachable point, you know, we'll coach it up and then we'll see something else later in there. And I'll just keep rewinding it. You know, and after a while, the girls are like, all right, coach, that's enough. We get the point, you know, but at this point, like I'm, I'm also making it, you know, a homie type thing, you know, where, you know, where we're going to joke about it a little bit, you know, but they also know there's a time and a place for things. Um, so, you know, we'll laugh, we'll joke, but once it's time to turn it on, they know when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. That's great. I think you got to mix in that fun. Uh, you got to mix in that, you know, that family is the key because, you know, when you're a family, you do anything for your family. I, I know that I read in your, uh, you know, what you had written earlier, how you take care of your family. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us about that a little bit? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I just. Oh, no, it's OK. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, right now uh, I take care of my handicapped uh, mom. Uh, she suffered a stroke about nine years ago. Um, and I also take care of my elderly grandmom. So, you know, for me, you know that's really how I, I've generated a lot of things to coaching. So, you know, if I can have the patience to do that, then I can have the patience to adjust, you know, even during the, the pandemic right now. And, um, you know, coaching girls basketball as well. I really respect that a lot. I mean, to me, my family is one of the most important things. What well, is the most important thing in my life? And, uh, you know, I, we all make sacrifices for our family. And I think the fact that, you know, you have such, you know, good respect uh, for your mom and grandmom and, and you take care of them. I just know that you got that, that, you know, that sense of family in your own team that you're going to watch out for all your players. Yep. You know, you're going to give them a hard time when they need it. And you're going to, you know, kind of pull them in and say, Hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, when they're really struggling. And I think that's what coaching is all about, you know, knowing the right way you know, to handle the, the different situations. So mm -hmm. what about your coaching style? How would you describe your coaching style? Like I said, tough love. Um, but, you know, like, you know, looking at what we, you know, what I look for in the girls, um, toughness, quickness, um, and, you know, just being competitive, you know, that's the biggest thing with us is, you know, just being competitive and having fun. You know, we, you know, we use the family, you know, the word family is, a, a, and we have an acronym with it, 
Um, and every letter has a certain meaning, faith, accountability, motivation, integrity, leadership, and the why, you know, everybody's like, well, coach, what's the why for? I say youthfulness. And the reason why I use youthfulness, I said, at the end of the day, you're still high school girls, you know, yes, the objective is to get to the next level, but you know what? You're still a high school teenager, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts. Because once you cross over to that threshold of being an adult, the real world's going to hit you and it's going to hit you fast, you know, and then you're going to be wishing you can go back to your high school days where you didn't have much of a worry. So I tell them all the time, you know, be youthful. Don't be afraid to enjoy life. Wow. Well, let's move on a little bit. Uh, let's talk about how about I just realized when we were talking before the interview that last year was your, actually your first year as head coach at uh, Winslow. So tell us about, you know, how you got, you know, to the head coaching position and tell us about last year a little bit. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was working in the building, um, and our, now our head football coach now, uh, Kenneth Scott, he and I talked and he came to me and he said, Hey, um, you know, you, you might want to apply for that job. You know, they're, they're going to, they're going to ask you to take that job. And I'm like, yeah, so you know, you know, I was at the time I was thinking about taking a year off because I was at it for you know so long and I was coaching three sports as well. So I'm like, you know, I could really use the time off before we go into football season. Um, we had just got done a football season, so he says, "Hey, look," he says, "If I were you," he says, "You know, if, if they bring it up," he says, "You might want to have the conversation." So you know, it was brought up, um, had the conversation, and you know, ended up accepting it. Um, and I actually got, so it's ironic. I was approved a week before tryouts. Wow. So, you know, at that point I'm like scrambling around, making sure paperwork's turned in and, you know, we're still in football season at the time. So I'm trying to, you know, I was, at the time I was the offense coordinator. So I'm scrambling around trying to have my game plan ready to go for Rancho because Valley who we were playing that week as well as, you know, trying to get basketball meetings, all of that started. So it was, I mean, I, you're talking countless hours. I think that week I maybe slept a total of 10 hours. Wow. You know, because, again, you know, trying to get all that stuff done and, you know, still coach football at the time, you know, and then, you know, the week of tryouts, we're preparing for our Thanksgiving game against Timber Creek. So I got to put that game plan together, but I'm also in the midst of practice. So, I'm in practice for an hour and then going out to football for an hour and my assistant's running the, you know, conditioning the workouts and tryouts and sadness. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot at that time, but, um, you know, I was able to overcome it, you know, and, you know, I got to know the kids. Um, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed coaching that team last year. They were fun. Um, you know, and, and not to mention, you know, I had two seniors that, you know, bought in, and, you know, they, they also made it a little easier for me as well. That's fantastic. So what were your expectations? Like, I, I didn't even realize that I, I didn't even think that you'd be coaching and trying to get another team going at the same time. Yeah. So that's a lot. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, you know, once, you know, football season was over and you could focus on basketball, it was probably mm -hmm. a little bit more enjoyable. So what were your expectations for your team, you know, going into the last year? I mean, the biggest thing is I wanted to get to know the kids you know, uh, what they were capable of. Um, I know we played them the year before when I was at Paul Six. They played at our place. So, like I said, I was familiar with some of the kids, such as Adriana, Mia Green. Um, 
you know, so I, you know, I was like, okay, let me get to know him more than anything. So, you know, the good thing was having the opportunity to have to at least two scrimmages. So I was able to see what they were capable of doing, um, you know, allowing them to scrimmage and practice. So that helped me be able to build this, my system more around them than anything. Um, and, you know, again, having a kid like Adriana, you know, she kind of took the leadership by the, by the horns and just said, coach, I got you. You know, so I definitely appreciated that. Well, that's good to know, you know, having a, a player that you can rely on, you know, in your first year to kind of – plus they have the rapport with the other the other players, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just getting to know them. So that's a good buffer and it's a good help. So that's fantastic. So tell us about your season. Like, um, you know, how did your season go as far as, you know, games and, and, and records and stuff like that? Yeah, so, you know, our season, you know, it was an average season uh, – we finished uh, just below 500, um, you know, but lost a lot of games early because the kids were still trying to get used to the system. Um, right towards the end of the year, we, you know, I, I was able to see that they were starting to come into their own a little bit. They were understanding the system and we were moving at a faster pace. Um, you know, we played some really tough games down the stretch. Um, we, you know, the, the competitiveness showed we did, you know, a lot of good things. So I knew coming into this season that, you know, the worry wasn't going to be as high as it was last year. Well, I'm thinking you you did make the playoffs. So tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, how far you went last year into the playoffs or who you ended up playing in the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, first round, uh, we were the ninth seat. Uh, we ended up going to Delcy, playing Delcy, um, and we won. Uh, we ended up beating Delcy down there. One of the, probably one of the toughest gyms to play in. Um, you know, even going back to my days at Overbrook with Coach Puderbach, playing in that gym is just not easy, you know, because the Delcy kids are going to play hard. You know, I give much respect to Coach Bryles over there at Delcy. His kids play phenomenally hard. Um, so I knew going into the game, his kids were going to give their all. Um, and it was ironic because at the time, we went into that game without a starter and one of our bench kids. So, you know, my rotation is normally eight. Well, my rotation was down to six. So, you know, I'm sitting there like, okay, this is going to be an interesting game. You know, I'm praying we don't get in foul trouble. And you're talking five minutes into the game, I got three kids with two fouls. And I'm like, okay, I see what type of game it's going to be. So, you know, now I have to play a JV kid that really didn't play much varsity time. But this kid came in and, you know, she contributed. You know, she did exactly what was needed, you know, so it helped out a little bit. So, you know, you're talking about a game that was, you know, I, I'm just be honest, it was a little one-sided with, with, with a lot of calls. Um, you know, you got four starters with four fouls. That's not good. <laughs> you know, but, you know, in the end, you know, the kids were really resilient. You know, they played through it. They didn't allow it to affect them. Um, so we ended up winning, and uh, we moved to the quarterfinals to play mainland in that second round. Yeah, and then you just go against Kylie Watson. I mean, that girl – I mean, I read about her all the time. I, I, I just love watching her play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I actually read an article, and it was like, imagine she's probably one of the, uh, one of the best kids in New Jersey. She started on as a bench player at Oregon, and she's now working her way up. So right. I think a lot of these kids, you know, they come in the programs, and they get disappointed because they don't start their first day coming in off right. the street. They got to realize, like, hey, man, you got to earn – you got to earn your way up. You know what I mean? You got to handle it. And they kind of have to, you know, have to settle into your role a little bit. And I think it's a little humbling for people. So I think it's a good example 
uh, to use. Um, you know, Mainland's tough team as well. So that's, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So what was uh, maybe a, a game that you want to share uh, that happened during the season that would be, you know, pretty memorable, a great game for you guys? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's hard to kind of look back because, you know, I can pick a lot of games. Um, but, I mean, there was really two games. One, like I just explained, the Delcy game, watching the kids' resilience um, in the end and being able to, you know, still pull out the W. And, and mind you, in front of a packed gym. Um, and then the other game was the Shawnee game at our place. Uh, you know, we played them, you know, last year twice. We played them up there first. Uh Tough game. Again, it was early in the year. The girls are still trying to understand the system. But this is the game that I thought I, you know, in my eyes, I felt our girls turned the corner. They understood what, you know, I was looking for. They understood the system. And, you know, that game, you know, fourth quarter, we were down. You know, I want to say, you know, maybe double digits at the time, like 10 or so. And, you know, we, we started getting stops. We got some steals. We made some buckets. And, you know, the turning point in that game, Adriana made a great play, drove to the basket, uh, made the layup and got the foul. And you just saw, like, the energy in the entire gym completely shift. And, you know, we – my girls literally was locked down defensively. So that game to me was pretty memorable for sure. Yeah, I think games like that help to, you know, your girls grow and develop and actually prepare them for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about Adriana? I know I, I interviewed her uh, last year. I was very excited to talk to her. She mm-hmm. was a phenomenal kid. Uh, I mean, a young lady, excuse me. Um, great attitude. She had nothing but, you know, wonderful things to say about you, uh, which means that she really hides you and holds you in high regard and really respects you. So mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about Adriana so that the listeners can learn about her? Yeah. So, again, like I said, Adriana was, you know, a go-to kid. Um it's ironic because, you know, working in the building, you know, you see a lot of the kids all the time. And, you know, Adriana remembered me from Paul Six. She actually came up to me one day in the hall and was like, aren't you the coach from Paul Six? I said, well, I'm one of the coaches, but I'm not the coach. Um, and, you know, at the time she knew that um, Coach McGettigan was retiring. Um, and she, she actually was one of the ones that, first, you know, first came to me and said, hey, she was like, I wish you, you would get the job. And I'm like, oh, really? I said, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. And then, you know, when I had the conversation with uh, the AD and um, was pretty much told I was going to get the job, she was actually the first one I told. Um, Well, one of the first kids I told. Um, So I saw her walking in the hallway and, you know, I knew it was going to be approved at the board meeting. And I said, hey, I got the job. And, you know, it was like like she had the biggest smile in the world on her face. So, you know, we had talked and, you know, I told her, I said, I'm going to lean on you, you know, a little bit. And she was all for it. You know, I would get down into the gym for practice and they're already stretching or they're already going through a layup drill or something. So, like I said, the leadership she had, she took it by the horns and, you know, she ran with it. Um, we had one game last year. We were playing really flat and I called the timeout and I didn't even go on the timeout huddle. And she was doing all the talking, you know, she's, we got to do this and we got to do that. And, you know, the horn sounded, I walked in, I said, all right, let's go. You know, and again, you know, when you have a player that can start helping her teammates and coaching her teammates to be better, then you know what you're instilling into the kids is starting to become a positive uh, factor. So, 
you know, she just, like I said, she was an amazing kid. I wish I had her for another year. Uh, we still talk about it all the time. So, you know, if I had her for another year, you know, I, I believe, you know, she would have definitely been able to do bigger and better things this year. You know what really uh, resonated in my mind is how you let this young lady talk to the team. You know, like you, you don't have this, you didn't have an ego. Yeah. You know, you're, you're willing to listen to your, your players and give them responsibility and let them do their job. Mm-hmm. And you just say, hey, let's do it. You know, and you trust them. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the long run, that's going to help you because the kids are going to be like, man, you know, Coach Handy really got my back, man. I'm going to play my hardest for him or for mm-hmm. the girls or for the team, you know. So that's fantastic. I, I just love that. So let's talk about this season. You know, this season's kind of like, you know, one of those crazy things. You know, we're used to playing basketball in December, and here it is, you know, Tuesday the 26th is going to be the first game. So, you know, COVID's definitely did a lot. I mean, you figured it, it ended the playoffs, you know, right before the state championships. Uh, no tournament champions. You know, we didn't even really know if we are going to have a season or not all up and through, you know, September and, and going into uh, October, November time. Right. And we still weren't really sure. I mean, everybody, I don't know about you, but our, our whole family, all our friends are like, I don't know, man. We won't believe it, believe it till we see it. Are we right. going to get a season? Are we going to get a season? And then, you know, we finally started practicing. I'm like, oh, this is a good thing. But, you know, 26 is still far away. I, I don't know. So here we are on Tuesday. We're getting ready to start. So the difference this year is that there's only 15 games. Mm-hmm. And traveling is very limited. And there's really no playoffs unless right. you have a county or uh, a conference championship, which Olympic Conference doesn't have set up. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of just like 15 games, you know, give the seniors the last hurrah, give them an opportunity to play, and then just go out there and make the best of the season. So right. tell us about, you know, what adjustments you made or are making uh, this year to prepare your team for the season, knowing that it's going to be 15 games, all the protocols and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like you said, COVID has kind of thrown a wrench into how, you know, I know a lot of coaches do things like with me we'll be doing a drill and I will like, you know, physically demonstrate the drill or now like I do everything from a distance, you know? So, um, you know, it's, it's tough because, you know, the kids, they'll have their mask on. I have my mask on. They'll ask a question. I just can't hear them, you know? So I'm like, Hey, just pull it away so I can hear you. You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, and, and, you know, we have to make adjustments with everything. Um, So, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we've had a lot of Zoom meetings, um, you know, so we do a lot of things through Zoom. We talk a lot through our HGI app. You know, kids got questions, they reach out to the coaches, do on our Google Classroom. So it's it's different. It's very different. But, you know, we're all adapting. Yeah, definitely. So what are your team goals this year, um, you know, knowing that there's no playoffs? You know, what do you want to try and accomplish and achieve uh, with your team? It's ironic um, because, you know, my goals for the kids is, hey, let every game let's be competitive. You know, go out there, have fun, enjoy it. You know, however many games we play, you know, if, if we play 10 games, by the grace of God, hey, you know, enjoy those 10 games. You know, um, and the girls actually have come up with their own goals. You know, they've made a list of goals, what they want to do on a game-by-game basis, what they want to do for this season, you know, just to make it memorable. So, you know, my – my thing for them, I said, hey, if that's what you guys want to do, let's do it. You know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, hold each other accountable. If you feel your teammate's not doing it, have that talk with them. You know, be a leader. And, you know, hey, if you can't resolve it, then come to the coaches. We'll talk. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, tell us about your varsity team. Like, what are your strengths this year going into the season? 
So our strength, um, you know, we actually have some size this year, a little, little size than normal. Um, so, you know, of course, you know, we're Winslow, so everybody's like, oh, they're, you know, they're quick, they're fast, they want to run the floor. You know, yes, we do still have that quickness. Um, but one of the things I know the kids are focusing more on is defense this year. Um, you know, we'll go over offense and stuff. Hey, coach, can we work this zone? Or, you know, so I know that, you know, we're focusing a little more on our defense. Because, um, again, in girls basketball, we all know you score 40-plus points, you're going to win a majority of your games if you play solid defense. Um, but, I, you know, I told them, I said, you know, we're not that type of team where we can get into a shootout with teams. You know, you can't go into a Cherokee and expect to win – 65-60, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, Coach Powell's a heck of a coach. You know, whatever you run, he's going to counter. That's just how, you know, that's what he does. So you have to be able to adapt to it. You know, and expect that game to be a 38 to, to, to 42 type, type, you know, type game. So, you know, the biggest focus right now is defense for us, for sure. Yeah, I mean, defense wins games, especially mm-hmm. in the close games like you're talking about. If you can't get that final stop and get the ball back, Yep. You're never going to win that game, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. defense is really the key. And, and also, I think, you know, just not getting the foul trouble, key points, you know, and right. uh, putting yourself at a disadvantage. Um, you know, this is, this is all great. Um, why don't you talk about some of the players on your team um, so we can get to know, you know, who you're going to be playing this year, I mean, as far as your, your, your players. Yeah, so, um, you know, of course, we lost Adriana, who was our leading scorer, but uh, we returned our second and third um, – Terrell Wyatt was second on the team in scoring last year. She'll be a junior. Uh, very good kid for us. You know, she gives us scoring ability. Um, but, our, you know, our, our more all-around player is Hanifa Neal. Um, Hanifa has taken the Adriana role this year. Um, and, I mean, in the summer, you know, she was hosting practices with the kids. And, you know, all the way up in, in the fall, fall league, everything – you know, she was the spearhead of everything and, and did everything. And, you know, if she had questions, she'd reach out to me. Hey, coach, would it be okay if, you know, we do this? at prim-? Listen, whatever you decide, do it. You know, and, and that's what you want to see in a leader. Um, you know, you know, they played in the fall league over at Peak Skills. Um, and, you know, again, she was the spearhead of everything. You know, she made sure the kids were there on time and, and everything. So, you know, she, you know, she's my right hand. <laughs> you know, she's one of the captains of the team this year. Um, another kid, Destiny Alexander, um, almost, you know, pretty much the same as Hanifa. Um, she's doing, you know, great things and being a leader. Um, we do, you know, out of the, we do return four starters. Um, you know, again, only losing Adriana. So Lachey Shaw returns as a starter and Mia Green returns as a starter. Um, and Katerina Chavo returns as a starter as well, who was a freshman last year, by the way. Um, and she actually has been – she was nom- nominated as a captain as well as a sophomore this year. So, you know, that's big for that kid. Um, you know, she's a very good – she has a work ethic of someone you don't believe. I mean, she finishes first in every sprint. <laughs> you know, no matter how tired she is, she's always pushing. So, like, you know, just leading by example is big for her. Um, but one of the, you know, one of our big things is we have a freshman coming in, um, Ayana Alexander, who's a pretty solid freshman, about five ten kid, you know, and she's going to fill that role of Adriana this year. Wow, that's fantastic! It seems like you know you have a pretty well-rounded team. You've got mm-hmm. some leadership mixed in there with some youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
few boosts uh, in a freshman coming in. So having four starters, you know, the chemistry will probably uh, come together a little bit quicker than if you had to bring in, you know, two, three, four new starters. So that's, right. that's fantastic going into your second year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- what do you expect from your captains uh, as far as their role as like a leader? I know you talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect? Like, so when you get into your meetings and you say, okay, you're now a captain, you know, what do you tell them you, you need from them? So uh, one thing I required with my captains this year is they had to um, take the captain's course on uh, NFHS. So what it does is it pretty much gives them guidance on what a captain should do and, and the qualities of being a captain. Um, my expectations of them is, you know, be the extension of the coaching staff, you know, coach your teammates up. And one thing I can say with those three And again, you're talking about two kids that are senior, one being a sophomore, and they, you know, they work well together. You know, I'm watching them in practice this morning, one shooting around, the other two are getting dressed, and they're trying to, like, they're yelling questions over to the other one who's shooting around, and she's on the other end of the court. And I'm like, and she's like, what? I can't hear you. They're like, well, come over here then. You know, so, like, you know, just seeing that camaraderie, that chemistry between the three, um, you know, is big because – it's rubbing off on the rest of them. And, you know, they are, they're a goofy group. I'm going to just be honest. They are a very goofy group, but they're so loving. They're so caring. You know, I perfect. I'm going to use a perfect example. Um, in our little inner squad scrimmage yesterday, Hanifa went down on a play and the other team takes the ball and they're going the other way. Well, you see destiny coming to screen and she's sprinting over to help Hanifa up in the middle of the play. And I just rewind said, what are you doing? You're running by the ball. She says, coach, my teammate was on the ground. And I said, you know what? Okay, I can't argue it because, you know, we have a rule. Your teammates on the floor, everybody's over to help them up. You know, so, you know, just hearing that, I was like, okay, they, they're bought in, you know. So, you know, my expectation for the captain is, you know, continue to build that family atmosphere more than anything. Yeah, that seems to be like the recurring theme mm-hmm. Uh today is, is family and to me you know I mean I I think I get more and more respect for you as this interview goes on because I just feel like you know this guy really cares about his kids mm-hmm. you know his players this is just fantastic uh talk about your schedule uh like what teams are you going to be playing this year as far as like are you going to be just all conference or yeah so I mean we're in the Olympic conference <laughs> um so we're we're strictly um confined to the conference schedule so it's not like, you know, you're going to walk in the gym and say, all right, well, you know, we're going to win this game by 20. Not happening. You know, it's the Olympic Conference. You're playing Cherokee, Paul Six, Shawnee, Bishop Eustace, Camden Catholic, you know, and, and the list goes on. You know, so, you know, you're going to walk in every night and you know the game's going to be competitive, you know, and, you know, that's just, you know, where it is right now. And, you know, I love this conference. You know, I, you know, my AD and I talk all the time and, you know, the conference has lost a few teams and, you know, he says it all the time. I don't understand why people run from competition. I'm like, I agree with you. I said, because if you were to say to me, hey, let's go to Tri-County or let's go to the Colonial, I tell you it's not happening because I'd rather stay in the Olympic. You know, because, again, you're coaching against great coaches every night. You know, Coach Powell, Coach Steele, uh, Coach McGovern, you know, Coach Considine, it's, you're coaching against really, really good coaches. So, and, and for me, I love that, you know, because it's only going to make me a better coach in the end. Yeah, I think also, too, is, you know, you hear all this, a lot of talk about 
you know, Shore is, is you know, the toughest conference. Mm-hmm. You hear about North Jersey teams. And then a lot of times I feel like the South Jersey teams don't get as much exposure. And I think part of it is, you know, if we had a lot more competition, a lot more competitive teams that were really looking to fight it out, I mean, right. it's only going to bring out the best in everybody. And it's going to show everybody's, you know, their, their, their players. It's going to showcase, you know, the coaching style. It's going to showcase South Jersey girls basketball. And I think that's what really needs to happen, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this is just, this has been great so far. So, how are you going to mark – like, how are you going to, like, um, look back on your season to know if it was a successful season or not? So, like, what are you looking to accomplish as far as, like I – I know that some people talk about wins and losses. I mean, honestly, this year, 15 games is 15 games. I mean, I think you have to take it one game at a time and really have to assess, you know, how you did things in that game. But how will you, how will you look, at, look back at the end of the season and realize if you had success or not? More growth. Um, you know, seeing how the players um... – excelled on a game-by-game basis more than anything. Um, Again, I'm not, you know, one that's always about wins and losses. Um, Yes, I hate to say it, wins and losses is what keeps your job most of the time. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if I I go back, you know, let's say we go and we finish 500 this year, um, and I look at, you know, a kid like Hanif or a kid like Destiny, and, hey, you know, they're both now going to be playing college basketball – for me, I look back and go, okay, they did what they needed to do to get to that next level. You know, same with uh, Amia Green and Olivia um, Jameson, you know, who are my four seniors. You know, if all four of them go on to play college ball, now I look back on the season and go, you know what? We had a good year. So that's yeah. that's really how I look back on it. All right. So as we get ready to wrap things up, I kind of want to ask, like, what are your your keys to success this year? So what are some things that you need to do on the court, off the court, uh, as a team, in order for you to achieve success uh, game in and game out across the season? So one of the things um, I'm big on, my kids know, is academics. Um, I probably harp on academics more in practice than anything else. Because um, at the end of the day, that's what's going to further your your life. You know, because if it's, you're not doing well academically, some you know schools are not going to want you. So, you know, we'll have study halls, you know, before practice. Uh, you know, I have um, four, three other coaches on the staff. Um, you know, one can teach Spanish, one can do math, and the other can do English and, you know, in history as well as myself for history. So, you know, we almost have all the subjects covered. You know, so if you're struggling with something, come talk to the coaches. We'll sit down and we'll help you with it. You know, and, you know, reach out Google Classroom and, hey, We'll jump on a Zoom or Google Meet or whatever, and I'll help you with your work. So, you know, I, I really focus more on academics. Um, and then, you know, on, on a basketball end is how competitive are you? You know, do you give, you know, again, we have our four basic principles, commitment, pride, work ethic, and family. You know, are you committed to it? You know, are you showing the pride? Are you showing that Winslow pride where it's no quit? You know, and – that's, you know, what I look for in a kid. So, you know, as long if, if we're doing all four of those, you know, for me, I, that's successful to me. That's fantastic. So, you know, as we wrap up, I just want to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. So one of the criticisms that we hear a lot is that South Jersey girls basketball you know, doesn't get the coverage that it deserves. You know, what can we do as a community 
um, to bring everybody together and to change that so that we do get the coverage that, you know, that we deserve and we get the recognition, the kids get noticed for their hard work. So what do you think we can do? This is more a global thing, you know, to me. I mean, the, the women's game, you know, up to the WNBA just doesn't get that recognition that it needs. And, you know, I believe, you know, it's best for everyone to help spread that awareness. Um, you know, coaching in the women's game, you know, I, it, yes, the skill set's not there like the men's game. You know, you're throwing alley-oops. You know, people want to see flash. You know, I'm not very big on flash all the time. You know, hey, can you run a backdoor cut and make the layup? You know, guess what? If you're six eight, six nine, and you can jump like LeBron James, okay, if you dunk the ball, you dunk the ball. But can you make that contested layup? You know, can you make that 15-foot jump shot off of a back screen, you know, after the ball's, you know, is swung to you on a third pass or something? I, You know, that's why I love coaching the girls' game. You know, because, you know, you see more fundamentals than anything. People say it's boring, but it is what it is. It's also basketball. So, you know, we just have to do a better job as uh, of spreading that awareness um, and, you know, pushing the, the women's game, you know, ahead. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually really important. So the one thing I noticed um, that South Jersey seems, maybe because it's because of location, we're so spread out. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we don't all get together. Like, there's great players in Winslow, Marlton, Medford, Haddon Heights. Um, I mean, we go all the way down to the shore. There's players mm-hmm. scattered across you know, all South Jersey. But it's very rare that you get a big collection of them training together, working together, practicing together, and getting to know each other. And I think right. that's one area that I think that we can improve. Because if you go to the shore conference, you go up and to Hoop Group. Warehouse and all of that. Warehouse. Yep. You go to USA Hoops. These kids come from across North Jersey and they train with each other. Yeah. You know, and it makes their competitions even better because they're playing against their friends when they're getting in the division rivals or the conference rivals or the cross state rivals. And then when they get into the state championships. Right. Uh, I think until we can figure out a way to get the kids together, I think, you know, it's going to be very difficult for us because really, you know, it's when you get those collection of players together, then you're going to start, you know, turning some heads and people are going to go, mm-hmm. wow, man, you got you know, these top prospects and these top prospects here, and they're all playing together. Let's go watch right. those games. Right. Uh, the other thing, too, I noticed, uh, you know, we, you mentioned before, um, you know, in the pre-interview was the youth. So can you tell us, like, how are you uh, doing, you know, developing the youth in Winslow Township? How are you developing their skills? So um, I've had the opportunity to reach out to a few of the youth coaches, um, one of the, the vice president of the one youth organization. We actually have two in our um, township. Um, and you know, right now, like my biggest thing right now is just trying to bridge the gap with them. Um, so that, you know, when these kids come to the middle school and to the high school, you know, we're not going back to teaching proper shooting mechanics and all of that, you know, we're working on it now. Um, so, you know, I give those guys credit down there. They have been working on it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, constant communication with them and, you know, last year I had the opportunity to show show up to a couple um, practices, work with the kids and talk to the kids and everything. So I'm looking to definitely do that more to build that relationship. So, again, you know, when they come to the high school, you know, we're not teaching basics. You know, we can teach more advanced stuff and, and, and 
you know, take off. You know, it in my eyes, you know, you know, I look at, you know, the success of Cherokee and Shawnee, um, you know, as public schools, um, where okay, these in-home kids are staying, and every year you'll look and you'll go, all right, cool, Cherokee's graduating three, but in comes four freshmen. <laughs> you know, so it's like, sheesh, you're just reloading every year. But when you're developing that relationship with the youth level and, you know, they're working on the proper skills, that that's what can happen in the end. You know, you can reload every year with talent. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest key because really it benefits you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get quality players. You're going to get more of a pool. Um, the talent's just going to kind of rise to the top and it's going to increase – uh, as you know, you get an opportunity to work more and more with these kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, always, I tell this story a lot. So when my daughter was young, um, her travel coach was Mike Jackson. And Mike okay. Jackson, at the time, an assistant for Chrissy McGovern mm-hmm. at Shawnee. Well, he would have some Shawnee girls come to the practice and, and uh, help with the girls. You know, my daughter still talks about that now. Remember when those girls from Shawnee came and they would train with us and they would pass the ball with us? It kind of gives them a little glimpse of what's, what, what's available and what it's like to be, you know, a high school player. And it kind of inspired them, you know, to be a high school player. Just like we talked about earlier with the mentor. You know, these girls, if you can develop that relationship, that mentorship, um, you know, that, that seeing these girls as role models, eventually they're going to want to come through your program and then it's going to kind of, you know, work the cycle again where they're going to become the role models, which is going to be perfect for your program. Yeah, and it's funny you, you brought that up about the high school girls going down. Uh, last year, um, you know, with our middle school program, you know, we had a game against Holy Cross. Uh, there was no JV game before, so the varsity game was at five. So our middle school team had a game. So I took my entire varsity and JV team, and we went to the middle school game. And, you know, there were parents in the gym, they're like, I've ne- we've never seen this, you know, we've had kids come through the program and I, and, and one parent came up and he said, coach, like you're a rock star, you know, we've never seen the high school coach down here or, you know, let alone bring the team down, you know, and, and, you know, me, you know, again, this is something I learned from Jim Puderbach, you know, and, and, you know, right toward like the last, I would say 10 years of, you know, or really like 15 years of him being at Overbrook, you know, is when he started doing these things. And, you know, of course, I'm there for 10 of it, and we're going to middle school games, and we're there for, you know, so I'm doing what I learned from, you know, someone. And, you know, I have parents coming up to me. One parent, like, she was, like, crying almost. (laughs) She's like, Coach, you don't know how much this means to us. You know, and then, you know, of course, the youth coaches in the township was like, this is big for the community. And I said, listen, I said, this is stuff that I've learned, you know, I said, but get used to it, you know, because this is what I'm going to do. Because at the end of the day, my job is to make sure these kids stay here and they're not going to other schools and other districts. And, you know, I I want the talent to stay here. You know, we know there's talent in Winslow, so we got to make sure it stays home more than anything. Yeah. One of my biggest motivations and I want this to happen by the time uh, my daughter becomes a senior. Is I want to have the stands packed. Absolutely. And not only because the boys are playing, you know, mm-hmm. after, or not only because it's just a playoff game. I want people to come to watch the girls because they appreciate the athletes and, and, and they respect girls' basketball. So 
if if we could do that and fill the stands with young kids, with families, with high mm-hmm. school, you know, peers, I mean, I will be a, I will be a very happy person in the next couple of years. I mean, that's Absolutely. what I would love. To, that's really what's going to help, um, you know, motivate our kids to want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to say thank you, man. We're just getting, uh, you know, we just got an amazing uh, time here with this podcast. I mean, you were a really phenomenal. I mean, I told you before, you're my first uh, coach that I interviewed, and uh, please, you know, you know, uh, you know, just forgive if I make any mistakes. But man, this was perfect. I mean. I felt like, uh, you know, we were brothers and we've been talking to each other for years. We've known each other since mm-hmm. kindergarten. You know, you're very easy to talk to. Um, you know, I'm definitely a big fan of your program and uh, your coaching style and, uh, you know, from before. But now after talking to you, I'm even more, like, invested and I want to be following your team. And I just Appreciate wish you guys that. luck. You know, I want you to do well, you know, because if you do well, you give, you give all the other teams more competition and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it forces everybody else to work harder. So, you know, we want everybody to be successful. I mean, obviously – you can't all be, you know, at the top, but hey, you got to have those people pushing. And I, I know that you guys, after a couple more years and you get these kids through the program, I mean, you're going to be like the seasoned coach and everybody's going to be like, man, <laughs> that Coach Andy, I love it. He, he came to my game and now look, I'm going to these kids' games too. So, man, it's Appreciate fantastic. That. Appreciate that. All right. So we're going to end today and uh, we're going to catch up soon. And uh, I wish you good luck this season. Stay healthy and stay safe, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Take care, coach. You too.